Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. The Lord really spoke to me this week that many of you are dealing with discouragement and a lack of hope. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so I really want to take this morning and encourage you with seven promises from God. Those of you that are watching online, crank it up in your car, uh, your house, wherever you are, because I believe that this word, how many of you know the word of God is living? It's alive. The Lord is living. We celebrated Resurrection Sunday just a couple weeks ago. He's here in this room. And so I want to ask Holy Spirit to speak to us, to encourage us. How many of you know Holy Spirit's our comforter? He's our friend. He's our advocate. There are so many attributes. And so he's here. He's with us this morning. Grab the hand of the person next to you this morning, if you would. Father, I thank you as a family this morning. As we've gathered here this morning, as many people are traveling and and watching online this morning, listening on the podcast, wherever it might be, Lord, we thank you for your presence and for your voice and your word. Lord, there's a prophetic word every day for us in the word. And so, Lord, we ask that you would speak to us and that you would change us, that you would encourage us this morning, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe that, would just shout amen. Amen. There are so many things that are happening in the world on a day-to-day basis. If you turn on any of the news networks, I'm not going to name them. You know them all. Uh, There's just incredible, odd things happening, it seems like, every day. And this is not a political message. Again, we're going to we're going to speak on on the word. And but you could there is right now a lot of wickedness that's in leadership. A lot of a lot of just absolutely crazy things. And the Bible talks about as we're wrapping up in the last days before the return of the Lord, that that's going to happen. And it's my job as a pastor to make sure that I address these things and then how we are supposed to live as Christians. We're not supposed to be afraid. We're not supposed to be constantly troubled. We're not supposed to be dealing with anxiety. We're not supposed to be dealing with depression. We are supposed to be a light in a dark world. World. And in order to do that, we've got to make sure we're living the things that the Bible says. And I want to look at some commands that Jesus literally gives us. Because those things that I just mentioned are not an option for us as Christians. And, and, and in an unsure world, there are promises that can build our faith and encourage us when we feel those things creeping on us. It's okay to deal with fear as long as fear is not dealing with you. Let me explain to you what I mean by that. There are moments where every one of us, like it or not, if your pride would just admit the truth, you deal with the spirit of fear in moments. I dealt with a moment this week where I sat still before the Lord. I was literally in the presence of God, and I felt a spirit of fear trying to come on me while I was trying to get into the presence of the Lord. I went, what is this? I felt my heart racing and I I felt myself starting to worry about things. And I stood up and I, I, I let my Bible sit there for a minute. I said, I thank you, Lord, that you've not given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love and a sound mind. So mind, you better stop racing in Jesus name. I'm gonna take authority over that. Not having that, not today, not, not ever. And I started just declaring the promises of God. 
as I was doing it, the Lord said, I am allowing you to experience some things that I want you to talk to the church about. I went, okay, cool. Not that God gave me a spirit of fear, but as I was dealing with it and walking through some things, I knew he was equipping me with some things I needed to share. And so that's where this message comes from. When fear tries to attack you, you have my blessing, every one of you, to tell the devil to go to hell. You have my, I'm telling you right now, that is straight up scriptural. It's okay. You're not cussing. It's good. I'm going to send that lie back to hell. And by the way, you go with it in Jesus' name. You have my blessing. Tell the devil to go to hell where he belongs. Enough is enough. But seven promises from God. We'll look at Jeremiah 31 uh, verse uh, verse uh, three in, in chapter 31. And, and again, if you have your version app, these notes are all there. If not, I want to encourage you to manually take notes if you're a note taker, because I believe these seven promises and seven scriptures that we're going to look at, I'm going to give you seven promises and seven scriptures. It will take you out of a dark place if you declare these over your life. You should be declaring scripture out loud where your ears can hear it to take you out of moments that are dark places. So seven promises from God. And the first one is that I will, this is God talking, that God will always love you. Jeremiah 31 verse three. Again, this is all straight out of scripture. I'm reading out of the new living. Long ago, the Lord said to Israel, how many of you know Israel? That's his people. How many of you know we're God's people? So this applies to you. I'll read it like this. Long ago, the Lord said to every one of you, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love, with unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. And I'm so grateful that when I didn't even know God, he loved me. I'm so grateful for all the people that aren't, and I'm going to talk about this next week. I was going to speak on compassion this week, and the Lord said, no, save it till next week. I want you to talk about my promises so they, the church can understand the depth of my character that leads to compassion. It is compassion. It is compassion. But I want to explain these promises so you can understand that because there's some things in scripture that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to try not to cry my way through the message next week because there's some revelatory things I never saw in scripture that I'm seeing about God's love and his compassion for us and even those that have fallen and even those that are rejecting him, which is unfathomable to me. So I will always love you, always. His love is something you can always count on no matter what happens no matter what you've done, you can always count on his love. That is such an amazing word because I know, I know I, don't, I have not earned that. I know I don't deserve that. But nonetheless, he gives it to me because I'm his kid. Number two, I will give you peace. Philippians 4, verse 7, this is out of the NIV. And the peace of God which transcends, it goes beyond all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. His peace, which goes beyond my understanding, it literally, his peace guards my mind. So when my mind starts to race, I can declare the scripture, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to be afraid, Philippians 4, 7. No, I declare his peace over this situation. You go, why is that so important? Well, we're looking at some days that are dark, that are ahead. And you need your headlight in order. When you're driving, and I was behind a car this week that was driving on a windy road. Liz was with me, and it didn't have its headlights on, and it was scary. You couldn't even see it. I mean, it was like it was a major hazard. 
And there is nothing worse than a Christian that doesn't have their headlight on. That's the word of God. It's a hazard. It's dangerous. You don't want to get sideswiped. Turn your lights on. Declare the word of God. Get in the word of God. Know the word of God. Carry it in your heart. Declare it over your mind so you don't become a hazard. There's nothing worse than a Christian that's panicking and freaking out. Hold on. You know this, but you need to live this. It's easy to know things, but we've got to live this. Go, oh, I, I knew that scripture. Well, okay, sister or Mr. Religious, are you applying that? The very people who come at me with the simplicity of these messages don't apply. The application, it doesn't exist. Isn't that amazing? I love that. It's like the people that accuse people of sin and have so much sin in their life. Perhaps there's some deflecting going on. So I will give you peace as a second promise. The third one, we love this one as Christians. I will provide. And it's important that we understand that he will provide. Not I might provide. Not I might give you peace. Not I might always love you. No, I will. Notice these are all I wills. It's his will. I will. I will provide. Philippians 4, 19. I'm going to read this out of the New Living, then out of the NIV. Because there's just revelation in reading it out of these two two, uh, versions. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all, everybody say all, all, all my needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. All my needs are taken care of. He's got it. But he's never early and he's never late. You go, I'm being stretched right now. That could be by design. I'm financially really struggling. I have found many, many, in fact, I think most in our counseling, Christians, that when they need God in their finances, they pull close to him. And I find a lot of those Christians, when things are going well, they, they draw, they, 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 they distance. Now, he provides. I'm not saying that God's not going to allow you to succeed when you distance, but what there is a blessing that comes from closeness and proximity to God. And I want to encourage you to not get freaked out when things don't look good, but understand Philippians 4.19. I love this out of the NIV. And my God will meet all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You can stand on that. You can stand on that. And God is still gracious when we're distant. So I just want to answer that, that question that maybe like, so are you saying that if I get distant from God that, you know, he's going to, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that. But there is a blessing when you pull close. And I want his anointing. I don't just want, I just, I don't want to just ride on my gifting. I want his anointing over my life. Four, I will answer. Jeremiah 33, verse three. Ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. Do you know what I love about Holy Spirit is that he turns information into revelation. That's why I encourage you to pull close to Holy Spirit. In other words, what I read in my Bible, these words, they come to life when you're in the presence of Holy Spirit. 
it, you see how it applies. You, you, get, you see things you never saw before, which is why I would encourage you when you get into your devotions in the morning, ask Holy Spirit, Lord, turn this information into revelation because that's what you do. That's your job. That's what you do. Lord, make this come alive to me. Let me see things. Let me be convicted of things as I read this that I wasn't before. Because he's living and active. His word is alive. I'll tell you remarkable secrets that you do not know about things to come. I've said this before. There are uh, how many of you you love a prophetic word? You love when you hear from God. And we and and in the Bible does talk about prophets and there are people that can give you a word, but there is a nugget of truth for you every day in scripture. I I one of the things I I absolutely despise is people that go to prophetic conferences and chase after a word. Because there's a deficiency in, in those people that don't understand that the scripture gives you a prophetic word every single morning, every single time you open and look at it, there's a word for you. And I find that those that hop here and hop there to this conference and that conference, there's a deficiency in the word of God. In fact, many times I find that spirit-filled people, and we are spirit-filled people, I find that they are so relying on the experience that they leave out the word of God many times and don't apply that. I loved my upbringing. I was a kid that was rolling around with the best of them on the floor, prophesying, experiencing the presence of God in the middle of a revival called the Brownsville Revival back in the day. And then my parents sent me to a Baptist school where I was like, King James is the only version. And I, I had the best of both worlds, though, because what happened in, in a season of really experiencing and encountering God, I would then go to Bible class in a Baptist school and learn, oh, this is why. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. I would encourage all of y'all with that. That was, that was, that was a good, that was just something that was funny how that, how that happened. Like we would be at revival nights till late, late, late at night. And then 8.30 in the morning, we're on our way to our Baptist school. And it's like, I was that kid in the class that they would talk about because, oh, he goes to that crazy church. They're like, you know, it, it was just, it was awesome. They would talk smack. It was great. Um, I love this Jeremiah out of the NIV uh, I just read Jeremiah 33, 3 out of the NLT, now that the NIV, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Unsearchable. I love that word. Like, without me, you couldn't find this. It's unsearchable. I love that. The Holy Spirit's so cool. He's so cool. Number five, so I will answer. God's going to answer you. Number five, I am your strength. I told you about a fallacy last week. We used to say, I don't have the grace for this. Many times, I don't have the strength for this. I don't have the joy for this. That's why it's the joy of the Lord. That's why it's grace from God. That's why it's strength from the Lord. How do I make it through things? I lean into God. Psalms 28, verses 7 to 8. The Lord is my strength and he's my shield. So he gives you strength and he protects you. I trust him with all my heart and he helps me. And my heart is filled with joy. That's what comes. He protects me. He gives me strength and then fills me with joy as if all the others wasn't enough. 
And I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. That's why we give God praise before it happens. That's why I encourage you when you're contending for something, you're, you have a need, thank God as if it's already done because it's the key to his heart. He loves that. Just burst out with thanksgiving and song like it's already done before it is. And watch what happens. That's called faith, by the way. The Lord gives his people strength, verse 8. He is a safe fortress for his anointed king. I love that, that he is a safe fortress. That's what we need to be as a church. I'm praying that this is a safe fortress for people who don't look and smell right. Which is why we're never going to judge the person that comes in here looking however they look. Come one, come all, just as we sang that, just as you are, come just as you are. That was the first song we sang, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The Holy Spirit really messes with our, our thinking. How we think we have things figured out, even when, you know, the term revival means different things to different people. There's preconceived ideas of what revival means. Revival, very simply, is repentance, turning, and, and, I, and, 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 and getting right with God. That's what revival ultimately is. I am contending for a move of God in this church, for an awakening, for hearts to be turned, for lives to be changed, and for an outbreak of the supernatural, the awe, and the wonder of God that we would see lives not only changed, but people healed, the sick healed, people delivered, people set free from bondage, from depression, from anxiety, from fear. That's our job. That's our job. My job is to equip the saints, to equip you to do the work of the ministry. That's my job, which is why I refuse to come up with a marketing strategy to grow this church unless God grows it. They that labor, labor in vain. I just want to equip y'all and go ahead and invite people here. How do I, what do I do for next week? Just invite people. Go, yeah, there's a move of God. I want you to come and experience this. There's a family of people that understand the promises of God. Because there's no greater witness than to understand these promises and for it to rid you of fear in a dark time that you understand these things. You understand that God always loves me. He gives me peace. He provides. He answers. And he gives me strength. And then number six, I will protect you. You know, it's easy when there are balloons flying over, surveillancing our country from China. When you flip on the news and just hear the, the I, I think again we had another train that was derailed you go are you a conspiracy theorist guys come on way too many trains being derailed how long have we been doing trains in this country all of a sudden we get to 2023 and we've got all these derailings going on you don't think there's something going on wake up church wake up there's some things going on this is not conspiracy this is a fact there's stuff going on. How many people are we letting cross the border into our nation? What's going on? What's happening? And don't sit there and go, oh, you're, you're a Republican or you're a Democrat. I, by the way, I, I'm neither. I'm a Jesus-loving, righteous voting guy. And I'm not going to be backed into a corner by anybody who tells me that I'm political by preaching righteousness. I will not be backed into a corner. I will not shut my mouth. We just went, thank you. Can I get an amen from somebody? Yeah. And I told y'all last week, we will not close the doors to this church ever again. 
Never again. Never again. COVID was a direct attack. This whole, I, I agree, I'd agreed with physical distancing. I did agree with that. Social distancing, absolutely not. That's exactly what the enemy wants is for us to socially not get together and not fellowship. Physical distancing, I understood. I understood. There was a few people I was like, hey. <laughs> In fact, I, I don't know if I ever shared with you guys this story, but when Liz showed me her pregnancy test, I thought it was a COVID test and I saw it was positive. I was like, dear Jesus, back up. <laughs> She's like, no, no, I'm pregnant. This is a good thing. Oh, okay, we can rejoice over that. It's not COVID too. Listen, there's two things to rejoice about. You're pregnant, it's not COVID. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story, by the way. I'm like, God, and you get back up. <laughs> I will protect you. Isaiah 54, verse 17. No weapon. I read this scripture all the time. That's formed against you will prevail. And you will refute every tongue that accuses you. Aren't you grateful for that? How many of y'all have been accused of stuff? You're like, That's not real. That's not, no, 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 no. The enemy accuses. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. I love the word vindication. You know, you just walk righteous long enough and God vindicates. You keep your head high. It doesn't matter what they say. They're going to say stuff. Right now, good is being posed as evil and evil is being posed as good. So when you walk righteous, you're going to get accused. But God's your vindicator. What are you worried about? If God is for me, what can stand against me? Oh, I'm, I'm you all, y'all are not excited enough this morning. Because they're going to talk smack about you as the church. They're going to they're going to they're going to make you look like you're the one with the problem. You might be pro-life and they're going to make it look like you I mean right now they're doing it. They're having Senate meetings talking about we're the problem. We're the, anybody is pro-life, they're the problem. Anybody who votes righteous, they're the problem. And if you think we've seen the heat turned up, guys, get ready because it's coming. And we need a church. We need a generation that knows who they are, knows God's promises, and is not moved. A.W. Tozer, I share it all the time. A scared world needs a fearless church that understands God's promises. Okay, y'all have me shouting again. Seventh promise. I will be with you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really pause and, and talk about this. Joshua 1.9, this is my command. Everybody say, this is my command. This is my command. A command, by the way, when you're in the military is not an option. It's not an option. This is not, you know, don't pray about it. No, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. I could drop the mic. We could all go home and just, we can go eat right now. This is my command. Church, hear the Lord, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. In other words, why are you panicking when I'm with you? I'm going to give you a command, church. Don't freak out. Don't be in fear. Don't be depressed. Don't be anxious. It's not an option. When you tell yourself it's not an option, it's not an option. I was telling my body this week, you're not going to get sick because I was really feeling some symptoms. And I was concerned because I sleep with a wife who's pregnant who can't take Sudafed and all that stuff. So I was like, Lord, don't, I, I can't be dealing with this. And I, he goes, well, tell your body it's not an option. Command your body. And I went, okay. 
I'll give that a try. He goes, no, 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 no. No, you need to speak it with authority. Not give it a try. Not test it. Speak it with authority. And I just said, you will not get sick in Jesus' name. I command this body to come in line. I never got sick. I never got, to God be the glory. To God be the glory. You go, do you really believe in that? Absolutely, I believe in that because the scripture says it. That doesn't mean if you get sick, you're not carrying authority, but it means that you need to confess life over your body, declare the word of God. It matters. I will be with you, Joshua 1, 9, and I'm commanding you to be strong and courageous. I'm commanding you to live with character. It's really what it is. It's character. Now, listen, I'm not sharing any of this to condemn anybody who's felt, again, you feel a spirit of fear. That's fine. But, again, you need to take authority over this. Don't let it deal with you. You deal with it. They say the root of anxiety, fear. Fear. So why are we going to be anxious when I know this? That I have seven promises that I can declare that he will always love me. He'll give me peace so I can tell my mind to shut up. He'll provide. He's going to answer. He's going to give me strength. I live under his protection, and he's always with me. Uh, Life is but a breath. We're going to turn around tomorrow, and this is going to be over. Be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. This is a fire drill. But you are sowing into your kingdom future right now and how you live. There's the conviction that comes with all of this. And he's telling us, I'm commanding you to be strong and courageous and equipped and ready in this moment that you're not here by accident. You're here because God destined you to be here in this day. Uh, we were watching um, the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> Is that I got that right? Yeah. And I looked back and I went, my God, those were amazing times. The days where a generation knew how to look at somebody in the eyes and actually communicate. We were just talking about this in the back room. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. No, sir. Those days. How many of you know we can bring those back? I don't believe we've lost hope. I believe God is hope. And I believe we have an opportunity to demonstrate hope and demonstrate character. We don't need to be sucked into that. I'm so excited. Listen, we can look at this as a tragic moment or look at it as an opportunity in the day we're living in. And it's a great opportunity. We have a great opportunity. You see somebody who's rude to you, I'm going to talk about compassion next week. And man, like I said, I'm going to need a box of tissue sitting right here. Because Jesus, the way he dealt with his enemies, the way he loved his enemies, the way he performed miracles on his enemies, it blows my mind. The promises of God that I have not earned but I get the benefit of them because he's just so good and loved me before I, I accepted him and chose to live his way. It blows my mind. So here's how I want to wrap up this morning. Here's our homework. I need to declare these promises all week long and be encouraged in the Lord because these should encourage you. 
they might convict you but how many of you know again i say this every week repentance you just repent it's not a dirty word it's a great word when i'm not walking the way this says to when i feel panic and i feel anxiety it's like lord just father i thank you for forgiving me i'm going to get my mind straight right now in jesus name i declare the mind of christ fear has to go anxiety has to go depression has to go and you if you've never done it before try speaking it out of your mouth and seeing how your day turns start declaring scripture see what happens i had somebody that was telling me this week i don't know what to do i'm pastor i'm struggling i'm looking at pornography i feel these temptations come over me what do i do i said get in the spirit start declaring the word it's hard when you're reading the word of god to look at pornography really hard that's my greatest advice to you is crack open scripture start reading it out loud and let your ears hear it it's hard to do that it'll ruin the moment for the enemy and and, and by the way it's not just guys who are struggling with that it's it's right now we've got a generation that's getting sucked in but how many of you know there's seven promises that can suck you right out suck you right out lord we thank you for your promises i thank you for every person in here that is experiencing a dark moment a dark place lord we declare you will always love us you will give us peace you'll provide you'll answer you'll give us strength you'll protect us and you are with us we declare those promises we stand on those promises your promises scripture says are yes and amen they're not gonna you never fail you never fail we thank you for your goodness we thank you for provoking us this morning in jesus name if you believe that we just shout amen if you enjoyed today's message i want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website hopecovenant.cc and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of jesus across the world god bless you and have an awesome week